Hallelujah. So let us, let us share briefly what it is that the Lord has laid upon my heart. And it's mainly a word that we know, or a word that we have heard over and over. So welcome once again the dear ones online and our beloved sister who has come to be with us. God bless you for visiting us. Uh, we, we are grateful for you coming over and every other individual. You are very much welcome and we thank God for you coming over in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I'll always give you exercises to do whenever, whenever I stand here. You know my nature. So once again, tell your neighbor, endure, endure. You know, endurance. Look at their face. Don't just say into the air. Look at the face of somebody like say, endure. Endure. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us read the word of God as we get to move up. And as we move on, remember the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. What it is that the Father has given unto us. And let us hold it with such, I don't know how, you know, the words I cannot explain. Hold it so tight. The promise that God has given unto you and unto me is beyond imagination. And I, it is this, this desire, it's the desire of the Father. Let us value it. Yesterday in the men's fellowship, uh, I think it's Michael, Michael shared on one thing, and they said that, you know, when the Lord gave us the Lord's Supper, he just didn't give us to be able to remember that, oh, he died for us. And that, that he rose again. His word was, do this in remembrance of me. Not just of the death or the resurrection, but remember him. Jesus Christ. As the word of God says, there is no other name that has been given among men. Whereby we must be saved. But the name Jesus and so he says, remember me, contemplate him in the wholeness of who he is and what it is that he means to you, what it is that he came and what it is that he accomplished and what it is that he's going to give unto us. Everything about him, the Lord our healer, the Lord our restorer, the Lord our savior, the Lord our master, the Lord our God, he is everything. The Bible says in him we live, we move and we have our being. There's nothing about us that is without him. Anything that has to do with us, it all has something to do with him. And hence, today this word has been laid upon my heart. You know, we have shared quite a, a number of, 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 of series of, of, of messages with regard to the testimony of the Lord. And I pray that we continue with that particular thought in our spirit. That we continue to behold the testimony of God because the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So it is by prayer that all of us in hope we shall continue to be men and women who will discover the testimony of the Lord wherever we turn ourselves. And we will be able to, you know, incorporate it into us. We were sharing, I think, sometimes in one of the fellowships we have in the cafe, and there was this statement that there is no one blade of grass that is similar to the other one. Can you imagine that? No single grace, no, no blade of grass, you can see how much grass there is all over. Yet there is no single blade of grass that is the same as the other, just like your DNA can never be the same as any other. 
That is the wonder of our God. Now imagine how much green there is all over the world, and yet each one is different. And it speaks something about him who has loved you and has loved me. How do we relate to this one? No wonder David said, if I try to sum up the total sum of thoughts that you have for me, I can't be able to number them. They are like the sand on the seashore. You can see the grains of sand. He says that the, the thoughts that go things towards each one of us individually, they are more than the sand. Now you imagine, think of what kind of God is this? That if at all for these two, just these two, and he's Lizzie and, was it Christian? Yeah, Lizzie and Christian. That, you know, he's, he's there. The thoughts they ask of them are more than the sand of all the seashores all over the world. Put together, just for these two. Now think about all of us, all of us here. And yet all of them, he processes them in his mind and in his brain. Or, you know, in his spirit. We don't know whether he has a brain because we are the ones who have brains. We are physical. In his spirit. So he is processing them, but he's ever thinking about each one of us individually. What sort of relationship should we have with him? And how much commitment should we have with him? You know, toward him in Jesus. And may we make our point to love him more than ever before. And so if you're here and you don't know him as a Lord and Savior, or maybe you're online and you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, make up your decision just now as we share the word of God. But declare in your heart, Lord, I believe that you are the Son of God. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I receive you and I declare that you are Lord. I believe you are resurrected from the dead. The Bible says the moment you do that, you believe in your heart that he is the son of God. And you confess with your mouth, yes, Jesus, you are Lord. The Bible says that is the moment the faith takes effect. It is the moment of salvation. We can't explain it. It has got nothing with what we do. Or what we try to accomplish, it is by what he has accomplished. And our faith in that which he has accomplished. So if you have ever not, not reached that particular moment, reach that moment right now. Declare just right now by your heart. Oh Lord, yes, I believe as I hear your word. You love me. I believe that Jesus, you are the son of God. And I believe, oh dear Jesus, that you rose from the dead. The Father raised you from the dead. And I confess now with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. The moment you confess what is in your mouth, what is in your heart, the Bible says when those two come together, it is the moment of salvation. That's why Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That moment was a moment of salvation for Peter. And, for, and it set a, a precedent for everybody in the whole church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That if anybody is to come to God, to believe in God, he must confess that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's what Paul says. That the word of faith that saved his life, you even in your own mouth. The word, you know, that saves us. That if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. So that's the moment that faith takes effect. And not only in salvation, even for your healing, even for your breakthrough. The moment you start confessing, that's why you are encouraged to speak out the word of God. 
The moment you speak it out, you are aligning your heart with what is being confessed with your mouth. You are coming nearer and nearer your promise. That's why you'll be encouraged. Confess this word over and over and over again. It will make a difference for you. All for the glory of God in the highest. So quickly let us get enter into this word that you told each other. Endure. The scripture says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. You know that scripture. Therefore... We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Father, as we share this word, you are to say the truth, we shall know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. So in the name of Jesus Christ, let it be that your voice will come forth. We are the sheep of your pasture, each one of us that are here. The flock under your care. And I pray that let your voice come through as I speak, everlasting Father, that all of us, we will be able to follow you. And you give unto us eternal life as per your promise. In Jesus' name. Amen. The writer of Hebrews tells us, we lay aside every weight. We lay aside every sin that easily ensnares us. He essentially is speaking to believers. He indicating we have got weights that we keep on carrying. Checking your life as I check in my life. What weights am I carrying? Unnecessary weights that we go carrying. And the sin, what sin is there in my life or in your life? He says that easily ensnares us. He says, lay them aside, cast them aside. And then he says, and let us run with endurance. Another place says with patience. But I like this in the King James, King James or New King James, it talks of let us run with endurance. A number of versions put that use that word endurance. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. These are scriptures that you know pretty well. Run with patience. Run with endurance. To endure is more than, you know, you know if you are fighting something, there is that as well. We talked about the, the essence of persistence. Persistence uh, can be part, or can be counted to be part of endurance because endurance can be the aspect of you, know, you can be under pressure, but you are not giving in. You 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 you, 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 you press as much as you can. You know, torture me as much as you can. I'm not resisting, but I I I, I, I put my foot down that I'm not moving from this particular ground, regardless of what is it is that is coming my way. And that's why it tells us we contend for the faith that has been given unto us. It is a race of endurance. Another scripture just as we, as we move on. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 13, Jesus speaks something very interesting. He says, in the, you know, before that he talks of that in the last days, you know, lawlessness or rebelliousness and what of you will increase, wickedness will increase. 
But then in verse 13 of chapter 24, he says, But he or she who endures to the end shall be saved. Again, that word comes, endure to the end. Endure to run with patience the race, or run with endurance the race that is set before thee. He who endures to the end shall be saved. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 and 14, uh, hear what he says. Not that I have already obtained all this, this is Apostle Paul saying, or I have already arrived at my goal, but I praise on to take hold. I praise on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Then he says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. There is a goal that each one of us, the Lord has called us unto. Last time when we share, we shared, I said that the kingdom of God that he has called us into, it has an entrance for each one of us individually. There is a unique entrance for each individual. That entrance for, to that kingdom has your shape. So if I come to try to enter through your entrance, I will not enter because I can't fit in. I will, find, I will not be able to fit in. It is made specifically for you. It is unique. No wonder he says the way is narrow. And you know, the way is narrow. That particular gate, that, that particular gate is straight. It is so, so narrow. That way is narrow. It can fit only you. You will not hold on to somebody else and let us work together. Your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ does not depend on your parent, on your brother, on your sister, or on whoever else. It is dependent on you alone. Only one man or one woman can walk on that particular road. It only fits one individual at a time. And hence he says, few there be that find it. Many prefer to jump on the broad one which accepts everybody. But the way into God's purposes and God's will for your life is only fitting you and you alone. Only your footsteps can fit that particular path. So my brother and my sister, make up your mind and I make up my mind. I must find my path in the Lord Jesus Christ. Realize again that particular aspect. He is the way. So we find our path in him, in the way he places us in the unique footsteps that he has made for you to walk in him. Not in any other individual. Praise the Lord. Now, realize now, we are called to endure in the race. That's what he has called us unto. Now, this race, what is the race that he has called you and I unto? Briefly, we can put it. The race may be your calling. Whatever calling it is that he has called you unto to accomplish in the kingdom. Your race may have to do with your gifting. That gifting that he has placed in your life. The race may have to do with the hard path that you are walking now. That trial, trying hot path that you are walking now may be part and parcel of the race that he has called you unto. But there is one thing about the race. The race that he has called you and I unto has one purpose. It is to reveal or to uncover 
or to manifest the image of God in you and in me. That is the purpose of the race. Because he has made you in his image, there's something about him that he has fitted to be manifested in you as an individual. I can't manifest it. It is only you who will manifest it, not me. I can't manifest your part. There is, a, as we have said, that you know, look at the, all the grasses, the grass in the, in the all various types of grasses and plants, each one of them being unique, every leaf being unique to itself, and it's on the same tree, on the same branch. It, it tells you something. We can never be the same. The purposes of God for you and for me are totally different. Although all of them have gone towards that particular goal to manifest the final image of God. So why does he say? That's why he says uh, somewhere eventually that, you know, he says that, you know, the whole creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Why? Because when in South America, here in the UK, in Australia, when each one of us ha is, has now arrived our goal, that particular aspect of us that is of his, as we start to show it forth, his image will be seen across the whole world. In, you know, encompass the whole earth will behold, wow, this is how God looks like. Why? Because his sons and daughters will be shining that image. Every one of us will be shining that image that you have been uniquely made for in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he calls us a Endure. So the race that, that is to reveal or to uncover or to manifest that image of God in you and in me. And I want you to ask yourself, am I uncovering that particular image? Am I really running that race that that image of God in me is being uncovered? Do I sense that I am growing from glory to glory in the Lord Jesus Christ as he uncovers me? If that is not happening, you start crying to him right now, telling him, Father, oh God, help me so that I may be able to start running my race because I want to start beholding the uncovering, the layers being laid off, laying aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets me or you, so that that image starts to come out. It starts to start to glow bit by bit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember what Job said. If you, if you read Job chapter 19, verse 25 to 27, this is what he says. I know that my Redeemer lives. And that is when he was in the midst of the toughest trial. Remember, his property had disappeared. Everything. Everything he owned. He was a rich man. It was all gone. All his children had disappeared. All dead. Not, no hope of any one of them. And then finally, even his own wife was telling him, curse God. No fellowship whatsoever with anybody. His friends came and they were telling him, you're a sinner. That's why you are suffering. That's why you have made all these losses. And then finally, you know, he had to add it. You know, they, say, you know, they say here in the world, insult to injury. You know, all his body was full of sores that he had to get a piece of pottery and scrap, scratching. You can imagine, the man must have been bleeding and stinking all over because he was scratching himself all over with, with that particular heart, heart, almost like a rock, you know how a pottery, when it has been dried up and, you know, and that's what he was using to scratch himself all over because of the soles and what have you all over his body. And yet, in the midst of all that, hear what this man of God says, I know that my Redeemer lives. 
and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I, and not another, how my heart yearns within me. Can you hear that man? In the midst of the storm and the cry and the trial, what does he say? I will see my Redeemer. I'm not letting go of him. He says, you know, he was said that even if he slay me, he said, even if he slay me, I don't care. I know he lives and I will see him in my flesh. That is endurance. I'm not letting go of this that I believe. Don't let go of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Realize this. The world offers us many options. The world offers us the option of despair. It will tell you despair and forget about it. The world offers us the option of discouragement. The world offers us the option of being depressed. The world offers us the option of backslide, forget about the what, why should you bother? Every other man or woman is enjoying this and that and that and you are struggling with this. You are stupid. You are a fool. Forget about those things of faith and join the bandwagon so that we may enjoy the world together. The world offers, it tells you, let go, give up. But there is this one thing, as you realize, that you know, what the Lord is looking for in you and in me, as we praise on in this particular, that whatever the world throws at you, whatever it offers unto you, he wants this word to come out of our mouth, that let it be known unto you, O world, that I will not despair, I will endure, regardless, I will not be discouraged, I will endure, I will not be depressed, I will endure, I will not backslide with all the you know, carrots that you are dangling before my eyes and my face, I will not backslide, I will endure, I will not let go, I will endure, I will not give up, I will endure, that is, I will endure until his image is perfected in me. That's why we said at the beginning, the whole creation groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. That is in Romans chapter 8 verse 19. All, even the plants and the animals, they are groaning, the very earth itself. It is groaning, even space, creation, is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Are you going to endure through the storm that the Son of God who is in you may be manifested? That image may be manifested, my brother, my sister. Remember what Jesus said, and our beloved one, I think Chris shared on it, in John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus assures us that, you know, no matter what, be good, be of good cheer. He says, I have overcome the world. Praise God. That no matter what, be of good cheer. John chapter 16, verse 33. Be of good cheer. Endure, I have overcome the world. And he says in Micah chapter 7 verse 8, you can read that in your own time. Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. 
Then you declare unto the enemy that particular aspect. Whether you laugh at me, whether you think that I'm, I'm not going to remain in the dust, I will arise and be what God has planned me to be. I wash away the mud that I have splattered over myself. I'm not going to remain in the mud. I move away from that and pursue the goal that the image of God may be manifested in me in the name of Jesus. The psalmist cries and says in Psalms chapter 9 verse 7, But the Lord endures forever. He has established his throne for judgment. Chapter 9 verse 7 of Psalms. What the Lord is telling us, you know, he endures forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He says, if you endure, you will catch up with my dream for you. His dream for you still, as he will say, his thoughts that he thinks go about you. His dream is in the distance. He says, endure, you will catch up with my dream. Don't give up. Don't let go. He's saying, if you endure, you will rise and link up with my purposes for your life. Don't give up there on earth as you continue trusting and believing. Finally, you are going to link up with my purposes for your life in the name of Jesus. He's saying, if you endure the cloud that is covering your path, he says that you know it will finally evaporate. If you endure, don't say, oh, this cloud has been over me for too long. It's not giving up. It's not going. I just better just give in and forget about everything. No. He says, if you endure that cloud that is covering your path, it will evaporate and my light will come through. My word is coming through. I will not leave you alone, my son and my daughter. Now you tell that what is coming against you, whatever it is, be it sickness, be it setbacks, be it discouragements, whatever they are, he says, because he endures, as the word, the word of God says, the Lord endures forever, Psalms 9 verse 7, he endures forever, he has set his throne for judgment. What is that meaning? He says, because he endures, I will endure. And hence, you shall, you that challenge me, you situations that challenge me, and you know, you that you know, trouble the you that trouble me, the Lord is gonna judge you. He says he has set his throne for judgment. That judgment is to come against everything that has been set against you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He will make it right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you endure, he will make it right in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somehow he will endure. The Lord who endures forever is our refuge and our strength. He is our present help in time of trouble. So though the storm may batter my walls, my refuge will not fail because he says the Lord endures forever. Amen. Let that be settled in your heart. Though the enemy may push as hard as they can, my strength will not fail. Because he says he's my strength. And he says the Lord endures forever. He will not fail. Though troubles may mount in my jurisdiction, in my horizon, I will endure because my present help will not fail. Because he says he is my present help. The Lord endures forever. Over, you know, he is our ever, ever, ever present help. So, purpose, my brother, my sister, to endure. He is always 
there as your help. Paul tells us that 1 Timothy, or 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, read that in your own time. For this reason I also suffer these things. He says I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed unto him until that day. Endure, he will bring it to pass. Amen. John chapter 11 verse 25, as we draw to a close, he says, 25 and verse 26, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me, he will never die. Do you believe this? Yes. What the Lord is saying, you may look at me and say, he is done. There is no hope for him. But you know what? He says, I will live. My, my Redeemer lives, praise the Lord. He is the resurrection. I will rise again. I will fulfill my purpose. They may tell you that he is fallen never to rise again. But yet you will declare, I know he is the resurrection and the life. I will rise again. They may tell you even, we can see his corpse is lying there dead. He says, even if I appear, I am dead. He has promised, I will rise again in the name of Jesus Christ. Your purposes and your calling are not going to die and go into the ground. If you purpose in your spirit, Father, I will endure. You know, you say there is no hope for him. It doesn't matter. Yet I know that, you know, I know what he has said. I know what the Lord has said. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me. Though he die, he shall live again. So in the name of Jesus, whatever may come my way, I will live again. There is hope even when my all lies in the dust. In the dust. There is hope even when your all lies in the dust. I will rise again. I will endure in the name of Jesus Christ. Tell Nebuchadnezzar and all his clones that though you increase the ferocity of the fire, I will not bow. I will endure because my help is near. Praise the Lord. You know, make it the dens of lions. Make it the den of, of hyenas. Make it the den of snakes or the den of scorpions. Throw me into them, but I will endure. Because I've seen what the men and women of God have done in the past. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Join me.